Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba. And we are going to be doing something a little bit different today, which I'm super excited to share. So I have done these mini masterclasses over the course of the month of January and shared just so much value that I want to give to you guys that I want you to be able to take and run when it comes to vision, when it comes to really, really, truly clarifying your goals, how to reverse engineer them. We even dug into how to build an email list, which is so incredibly important, like a number freaking one in your business. And, you know, I get a lot of messages back that not everybody's able to make the live masterclasses, which is totally understandable. It's everybody's life is crazy, especially this time of year. So we decided to put them into podcast episodes so that they will live on forever and that you guys can access them anytime you need them. So let's go ahead and dig into today's masterclass. So I run... Um, what we call, whether you're in body or not, because some of you guys are and some of you guys won't be, um, we run what we call power hours, right? So they're like focused working hours. Um, we, as a kind of a collective of top leaders, do that for the network and the company, you know, throughout the week, multiple times a day. And I run one every other Monday. And I always do planning and time management. It sounds so not sexy, but it is literally the secret to unlocking productivity, right? Successful people just do more faster. They also fail more faster, but by doing lots of things quickly, like that is truly the pathway to success, right? So you've got to understand that it's not that you don't know something or you don't have a certain skill set or you don't have this or that or whatever we're, we're trapped in the comparison game of to other people. You know, we want what they have. We want their rank. We want their income. We want to create the impact or the influence that they're creating. What we lack, I believe, is the ability to manage our time, right? And I always say that the two things that are holding you back in life are overthinking. And who's an overthinker here? Raise your hand. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. When we start to manage our time and we are literally like kind of forcing our hand, right? Where we're like, uh, uh, you've got to imagine in, for most of you guys, I believe you're probably entrepreneurs, right? Or you're working from home. I know my friend Sarah was, um, you know, wanting to get on, she's an author and a speaker. And so a lot of different positions, a, a lot of different work life like that, right? Where it's up to you to do the work. Like nobody's, nobody's holding your hand. You know, you're not, <laughs> my husband and I always joke, cause he went to the Citadel and he's like, I wouldn't have graduated if I didn't go to the Citadel because they were like, you have to be right here. Now study. Now you have to be here, work out. Now you have to be here, do this. Like he needed that structure and authority to tell him what to do, right? As entrepreneurs, the only way to be successful is to find that in ourselves, to figure out the time management system that's easy, first of all, to do. It's like atomic habits, right? Anything that we complicate the heck out of, we're never going to sustain it. So we have to figure out a system that's super doable, that the wheels will fall off almost every day, almost every day right? It's not going to go according to plan, but we have a framework to go back to. 
So this is what I want to teach you today. I would also say this, I'm a big believer in a paper planner, hardback paper planner. I don't, it can be my rise up planner. It can be something else, but, and, and again, that's just my opinion. It it's what works for me. It's, I really always say the best planner for you is whatever, whatever you use, right? Whatever you will, will work for you. But for me, there is something that connects my brain to my life through my kinesthetic, through my body, right? When I have to write things down, I also can like see where I erased something or I drew arrows or I did whatever. When it's digital, it's like, I, I don't, I'm like, did I move that appointment? Did, was that supposed to be on another day? Like I get very lost in my life. And so I love a paper planner. It goes everywhere with me. So what we're going to dig into is my simple three-step system that I kind of just came, it just came to be out of like my own attempt to figure out how to manage my time. Because I can tell you 10 years ago, I didn't know how to manage my time, right? So this is, you can learn this. It's, I always say from the stage when I'm teaching on time management, I'm like, and I do, I get a little frustrated with the story of like, I'm so bad with my time. And I'm like, that's like saying like, you're so bad. I don't even know. Like, what do we learn to do when we are, you know, seven years old? Like whatever a seven-year-old is complaining about. And you're like, this is not that hard. Figure it out. Because time management to me, what the way that I teach it, a seven-year-old can do this. Like, this isn't calculus. Like, I don't know why so many adult humans are trapped under like the lack of knowing how to manage their time. I'm like, it's not that hard. You just got to freaking do it. Right. So here's the framework. There's three steps and I want you to write this down. Step one, and I'm going to go back through this in detail is dump and divide. Step two, prioritize. And step three is called what, when, what slash when. Okay. Every single piece, if you leave one of these pieces off, you're screwed. No, just kidding. But maybe you're just not going to get that much done. Right. So here's what we got to do. We've got to just get it out of our brain. Step number one, dump and divide. We are literally mind dumping every single teeny tiny piece of anything that needs to get done. I don't care if it has to get done six months from now, honestly. Like there are things, there are projects that I'm, I'm, you know, forecasting out to like do be summer, but that's still literally every single day I see it because I'm like, oh yeah, that's like down the road. Like I've got it in my vision, right? It's on a piece of paper. I'm not going to forget about it. It's also keeping me laser focused, right? Because I see the bigger picture, but I, I'm dumping down, you know, post on social media, message Stephanie, um, connect with Nadia. Um, respond to my DMs, get a trash bag at Target, get pick up trash bags at Target, um, bring the teacher the gift, what like everything, everything. Because if it's not on a piece of paper, it's taking space up in our brain. And it's completely like, like blocking us from being effective and present to whatever we're trying to accomplish, right? All day long. And, and I can't even tell you, like there was this morning where my brain not that long ago was just like going at warp speed. I don't know if you guys ever have this where it's just like, you know, exploding. And I was, I had just gotten out of the shower. So I was like in my bathroom and I was like, crap, I forgot. I got to do this. And then I was like, oh my God, I, I got to do this too. And then I got to do this. 
And so I started to, because I couldn't forget it, right? Because then it won't happen. Say, for example, it was like, you know, call the doctor, respond to Stephanie, meet with Nadia, call the, so that, so my brain was going, okay, lock on. Like, I don't have a piece of paper to write this down. I make it, right? Like literally that was the situation. I'm like, okay, call the doctor, reach out to Stephanie, meet with Nadia, call the doctor. And then I was like, oh my God, I forgot I got to do this. So then there was a fourth thing added to like the, the repetitive street. And I was like, I'm losing my freaking mind. I'm, I'm literally losing my mind trying to now stack up six things and say them over and over and over again so I don't forget them. That's what's happening to our brain all day long when we're not putting it on paper, right? You've got to get it on paper. So it's over here. I can work. I can focus. I can show up on a stage. I can show up to my power hour. I can show up to inviting. I can show up to my social media tasks. I can show up for my kids because I'm not being completely pulled away every second of the day. So when I say dump, dump everything down on a piece of paper. Divide is what I do is I take a piece of paper or I do this in my planner and I do four, four boxes. I just do a cross. And these are the different areas of my life, right? So one might be mom stuff. The next one might be my body business. The next one always says brand. For me, that covers like anything with my books, my planners, speaking, podcasts, whatever, right? The next one might be errands. Like if I happen to have like, oh my gosh, I can't forget to go here and then I got to go here and then I got to go to CVS and then I got to go here and then I got to pick up the prescription, like that's errands, right? So you're dividing into the different hats that you wear. And when you look at your calendar, for me, I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, I am going to sit down and tackle my body business after I drop the kids off at school from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., like a freaking boss. And I, tell, I can tell you because I do this time hack process that I get more done from eight to one than I used to get done from eight to four, Monday through Thursday. Honest to God. So when I'm looking at eight to one, I'm working my body business. From one to three, I'll work on the other things in my brand category. And then from three o'clock to for most of the night, I'm, I'm in a I'm mom mode, right? And when I work efficiently and get all the things done I need to be, get done in my business, I show up for my kids, 100% present, no guilt. Even if my phone's blowing up and people need me in my business, I'm like, dude, I just worked nine hours straight and got like, or seven hours straight, whatever it is, and got more done than most people get done in a week. You can wait till tomorrow, right? Because I feel accomplished. I feel like I don't need to do more in my business. What happens is most of us spend six hours working and we really haven't gotten anything done. And so we feel the guilt of that. And so we have to keep responding and we have to keep getting in our DMs and we have to keep doing all these things because we feel like we haven't done anything, right? So let's go back to this dump and divide. So you've got these different categories and then let's just take, for example, and this is just an example because I know not everybody's a body coach, but if I am working that business from eight to one, then I just look at that block and I'm like, okay. I have probably, honest to God, every day, 20 things to do in that business, right? And so 
I look at them and I do step number two. I prioritize them. What is the number one most effective thing out of those 20 that's going to move the needle in my business? Is it getting on a call with a coach that's pushing to diamond? Is it creating some graphics in Canva? No, it's not number two. So here's the deal. You've got to understand the needle movers, right? The IPAs, the income producing activities. It's going to be important. At some point, I've got to get these Canva slides done. I've got to do whatever. But if it's a, you know, if it's something that I'm, I'm doing for next week, then it doesn't even have to get done today. Like not even today. Everything feels like it has to get done today. Not everything has to get done today right? So I just go in order. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, literally all the way up to the last one. And then I work in order, right? But here's the magic factor. So step number one, we dump and divided. Step number two, we prioritized, right? Put an order of importance. The magic factor is step number three. When? What are you doing when? This is the differentiator. So when I look at this and I go, okay, it's eight o'clock and this whole process probably takes me five or 10 minutes. At, from 8.30 to nine, I'm gonna do number one on my list. It's gonna take me 30 minutes, right? I'm gonna get the most important thing I need to do out of the way before 9 a.m., 8.30 to nine. I can do task number one, whether it's meeting with a coach, whether whatever it is, working on a speech. If it was working on a speech, I'm working, I have a huge keynote tomorrow. So that's been on my priority list a lot the last week. I, I have to, it's a 60 minute keynote. So every day I'm like, it is ridiculously priority important that I run through that keynote and like nail the speech, right? So that's been like my, well, that's going to take me an hour. So from 8.30 to 9.30 keynote speech right? Then it's 9.30. What's number two on the list? From 9.30, maybe it's just 9.45. Maybe it's just go in and, and check in with all my coaches pushing to success club. And that's going to take me 15 minutes. So from 9.30 to 9.45, I'm going to send personal DMs to those people. What's step number, what's number three on the list? Okay. That's going to take me 30 minutes. So from 9.45 to 10.15, I can get that done. Do you follow what I'm doing? I'm time blocking my day and holding my feet to the fire like my husband at the Citadel, right? This is what you're doing at nine. This is what you're doing at 9.30. This is what you're doing at 10. What this creates is singleness of focus, right? It creates just tunnel vision. When I am doing a keynote speech for 60 minutes and Aaron Hopkins calls me and my mom calls me and the doctor's office calls and... I probably get 40 to 50 DMs an hour. I am not responding to any of that. None of that, right? And that could feel stressful, but not if at 12 o'clock I have 30 minutes to respond to messages, right? Or maybe when I step into mom mode and it's like, I'm going to take a break at two o'clock and I'm going to take care of all this little mom stuff I got to do. So at two o'clock, I'm like, well, I'm calling the doctor's office back at two o'clock. I'm running to pick up Finn's prescription at 2.15. I'm doing this. It's, it has its place. So it's not creating stress and anxiety and squirreling 
when I'm supposed to be doing the most important things. It's that simple, you guys. One, two, three. That simple. And I do it every single day. I rewrite the list. So what happens is a lot of things get like marked off the list because you did them, right? A lot of things you never get to because number 9, 10, 11, 12, you might not, you likely won't get to that, right? So that just shifts to the next day. Now, if you have something that's like due that you maybe have to turn in or something, and on Monday, that was number nine and you didn't get to it. And on Tuesday, that became number seven and you never got there because you're getting the most important things done. But then it's Thursday and you're like, oh my God, this is due tomorrow and I still haven't done it. Then it becomes number one. Sidebar. Here's what I know. So many of you want to create more income and more impact, right? Like those are the two things that all of us are reaching for and searching for and trying to get out in this world. That's why I created the 2% Tribe, an elite mastermind group of women that work together for an entire year deep diving on not only the personal mastery, but the business mastery, right? We want to scale our businesses. We want to create that income, but we can't do that until we create the next version of ourselves, the 2.0 version. And what I know is that the women I worked with last year blew the roof off of their goals, personally and professionally. It's only open up for a couple more weeks until we close the doors for all of 2024. So if you are interested in really truly stepping into the 2%, into the elite, into another level, into a new circle, then the 2% tribe might just be right for you. Click the link in the show notes and hop on a call with me. I'd love to chat more with you about the 2% tribe. Right? It just slides into the priority slot. Successful people, like the most successful people in the world, the people that teach goal setting, time management, reverse engineering your goals, all the things that I love, they will tell you that their secret to success is they wake up in the morning and they write down the three most important things to do today. I just did it right before I hopped on this call. This book of proof goes with me everywhere right? And it just gets me to breathe and pause for a second. And at an event like this, it's show up with energy, be present. You know, what are, what are my intentions for the day? What are the most important things I have to do? Tomorrow morning, it's going to say, nail the freaking speech, right? That's going to be the most important thing to do. Connect with people. But most days, it's the needle movers, right? Most days, it's the things in my business that are going to make the difference, that are going to move me forward. If you're, you know, in sales, and a lot of us are, then it might be by the end of the day, no matter freaking what, I'm going to onboard one person. And if that's your number one goal, well, then what happens? All of a sudden, your brain starts to think, well, what, what has to happen in order for me to, to do that, to get that outcome? right? What do we want the outcome to be? We can't just do busy work. What are the goals? What is the, what is the outcome? What are your questions about this? Like your, where are you getting stuck? And I know there's always questions about this process. So unmute since we don't have a hundred people on and go ahead and ask me. Nadia. 
Yeah, I have a million. <laughs> I love it. Bring it, girl. Well, I'll do it like one or two. So, for, hi and thank you, Leslie. Hello. Um, so, what I gather from what you've said, you could flip between. Uh, you've got however many businesses, but you could flip between the multiple things in one day. Yes. To clarify, this is such a great question. To clarify, and this is like a, kind of another piece of it, mm-hmm. is that you do want to separate your day. Right. Meaning like you don't, what the death of us is, if we've got multiple things going, is I'm responding about my you know, publishing. I'm talking to somebody about the speech. I'm trying to run the speech. I'm answering body questions. Like, no, 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 no. Disaster. One hat at a time, whether that's, you know, depending on your life and depending on how much time you really have, it might be in an eight hour workday, I'm working my body business and I'm not answering a question or responding or doing anything about this other stuff for four hours. And then I'm not doing anything with my body business and I'm pivoting and focused on this business for four hours. It also might be one hour, one hour, you know, a lot of people have full-time jobs And we've got to kind of compartmentalize, but you definitely want to create where you transition, right? I literally feel like there is like, and Bren Burchard teaches this with, you know, high performers that like when, you know, my kids are hopping in the car and I'm like doing a million, you know, calls and doing all the things and in the carpool line, it's like, okay, put the phone down, take a few deep breaths and literally step into the identity holy of being a mama right now and his question and this might be Bo Eason who needs me on my a-game in that transition I'm done with my business in that moment my children need me on my a-game this is what I do now and it doesn't work but I'm wondering if it's possible but like three days this business two days for life I love this question so what you're talking about is like time blocking on a week week glance versus a day glance, right? And so I have a couple things to say about this. I'm always, like, it's always changing. It's always shifting. Because what we're doing is every single day, and this is, I think this is what people don't understand. They're like, but my, it never goes according to plan. Like I'm failing at this whole time thing. It's not working. I'm like, no, no, no. It fails for me every single day too. Like the wheels fall off every single day. I do get interrupted by life every single day. It never goes according to my plan, but I might hit it 80%, right? I might hit it 90% on a great day. I never hit it completely. And I'll, I'll get to your weak question, Nadia, but the, the success is found in coming back to it, right? And maybe what you find if you're like, gosh, the wheels are like completely falling off. This is really not working and I'm not getting anything done. Then something just needs to shift and change, right? So To answer your question, Nadia, there have been times in my businesses where like I sit down and I'm like, I'm working this business on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'm going to work the other things on Tuesday and Thursday. And I try that and I'm like, it's working to some extent, but it's also not because people really need me in both businesses every day. So then I was like, okay, now I'm going to go and I'm going to redesign my week and I'm going to take every day and cut it in half, you know? So it's like you're constantly just going a little bit back to the drawing board and tweaking something. But what most people do is they just stop trying. They just stop stop tweaking, right? The other thing, and this probably will answer some of your questions too. So for instance, 
I have a huge whiteboard, like a six foot whiteboard in my office. And I'll never forget Christina Delgado, like that whole Miami crew, like high level coaches. They were at my house. And um, Monica Lopez was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's my whiteboard. And she goes, no, no, no. What is that written right there in the little corner? And it just said Monday through Friday. And I was like, oh, I was like, I literally have to remind myself what I do every day. Like every day I have to remind myself what I'm doing. Like otherwise I forget and I get lost and I'm just swirling in, in the weeds. And it said Monday and it had like every meeting because I pushed all my meetings power hour at nine o'clock team meeting at 10 o'clock national wake up call at 11 o'clock diamond call at 12 30 new coach training at one o'clock like stacked I pushed everything to one day Thursday I'm skipping a couple days but Thursday said content day and mm -hmm. she's like so you only create content for social media on Thursday I'm like yeah that's my content day I don't I don't have meetings I don't have people wanting my time because they got that on Monday so Thursday's my content day. Friday, this sounds so silly, but it's life-changing, y'all. It just says errands, errands and fun. Like I try to surf or something. But for instance, when I'm sitting in, I just left, you know, the hair salon two days ago. And she's like, hey, so six weeks from now is next Tuesday. And I'm like, nope. She's like, okay, can you come in on Wednesday? I'm like, nope. I only will do appointments on Friday because the second I set an appointment, whether it's a kid's dentist appointment, getting my mom's haircut for her, bringing my mom to the doctor, getting my nails done, whatever it is, if that goes into when I'm supposed to be working my business, my whole week just went upside down. So I only allow appointments to be scheduled on Friday, even with my kids. They're like, can you come in next Monday? I'm like, nope. Right. <laughs> Because I have time carved out for that. Mm -hmm. So all of those little things aren't interrupting my work week. Does that help? Yeah. So you do that. I do that. Yes. Good to know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause I do that. But then I'm like, my friend texts me and she's like, oh, let's go and get our eyebrows waxed. I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's go. See you later, everything. Bye. I'm gone. And then everything's ruined. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's the difference between the mindset of somebody that, and there's so many pieces that connect, right? Like having your goals, having your vision, understanding the why. So you're so locked on to yeah. that just like tunnel vision of your work. Mm -hmm. And I see this. I see this even with some of my good friends. I'm like, how does she get to go to Target at 11 o'clock? Like, I don't get to go to Target. I don't get to go to Target at 11 o'clock because I don't, I would never allow myself to do that ever. It's not even an option. It is as if there is somebody saying as a boss to me, like you're sitting in that chair and you're getting this crap done. Like I don't allow myself, but here's the beauty of it. I'm hard on myself, right? I don't allow myself to like, yeah, I can go to lunch, I'll meet you. I'm like, I mean, Erin Hopkins calls me. She's always like, Jesus. I'm like, sorry, no, 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 no. Can't do it, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. She's like, can I schedule three weeks out? I'm like, yes, we can on a Friday, right? Because I am so committed to what I'm committed to. I'm committed to make the goal happen. Yeah. And I hold myself to it. So it is a mindset thing that you just have to lock yourself into.
Yeah. Okay. Got it. And that my final thing, and then I'm going to let someone else speak is that, um, I think that's the difference in mentorship or the people that you follow or something like that. Because like, if I look at my loose term of mentor, um, we'll say that much is like young, you know, like marketing, like bro kind of energy, but it's like you work and you work the network marketing industry for the freedom. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I like, I'm like, I don't want to sit around all day and like do fun things because I'm so young and I want to like build a million different things like, like you do. So yeah. you have, hearing you say, I would never allow myself to do that is different. Yeah. But here's where the joy does come in also, because I am a workaholic, like I am probably too hard on myself. But the the irony of that is that when I get together with my girlfriends, when I go get a massage, and I, and I do a lot of self-care, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when I literally allow myself to stroll Target with a Starbucks and no agenda, it is like, I might as well be in freaking Tahiti. (laughs) Like it is like so yummy, right? Does that make sense? Because I've worked my ass off to, to give myself permission for those pockets of time where most of us are just kind of working, kind of half-assing it, doing fun things that don't really feel that fun because we kind of feel guilty. Like it just doesn't feel good. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it makes your your good moments that much richer, for sure. (laughs) Any other questions before we wrap, you guys? I have a question. Good morning. Hi. Um, So I really liked what you said about reverse engineering and kind of keeping um, the focus on the outcome and the goal. Um, And so my question would be if you could share more ideas of, um, if someone's struggling with confidence um, and they get set back, um, whether it's like I have a college student who fails a class um, or, or myself, I don't meet a goal. So, so my one question would be kind of the, you know, like you said exactly, the, the success comes in, in not giving up and getting back to the drawing board. So if you could have any more thoughts on that. Um, and then my other one was right when I jumped on, um, you were talking about dump and divide. And I was mm-hmm. curious more about what that meant. Yes, 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 yes. And I will also send you the recording too. Dump awesome. and divide is just literally dumping your to-do list, every single teeny tiny thing onto a piece of paper. And what I always do is just draw a cross. So there's four squares and that's like the teacher role the body business, the mom role, the errands. So you're you're dividing that into your different hats, but you're getting every single thing out of your head and onto a piece of paper. So it's not in the way of mm-hmm. being productive. Um, but it, I went deeper, a little bit deeper into it. So I'll definitely shoot you the recording right after. Awesome. The Thank other you. question I love, and do you have, do you do the book of proof? I do have it. I haven't been very consistent about it, but I I need to be and would like to be. I think it's fantastic. So seeing how you're winning every single day, asking yourself what you're proud of yourself for every single day will absolutely build confidence because it focuses our brain on where we are winning, which we're all winning every single day and losing every single day. Our brain just attaches itself to, you know, the threats and the, the fear and the less than and all of that. So this is literally neuroplasticity. Like this is rewiring 
And a friend of mine who teaches at the Citadel of all places um, has all of her students do this. Okay. Whole, all of her, all of her students do book approved. The other thing I think that's important, two pieces. I always say that confidence is not found anywhere else but action. It is the only place it's found. Confidence is found in failure because you're like, I, I took the action, I failed, but I got back up again. Like really understanding and really having kids understand that failure is the path. Um, Sarah Blakely, who sold Spanx for over a billion dollars, her dad used to sit them down at the dinner table every night. And his number one question was, where did you fail today? The goal was to fail so that they were stretching, so that they were trying new things. He knew that's how they would build their confidence. The other piece, and this was my, my own kind of aha moment when a friend of mine asked me, she was like, I really need to ask you a question that I'm struggling with, kind of like you're talking about, Lynn. She said, you're the only person I've ever met that continuously doesn't hit their goals and doesn't skip a beat. You just keep going. And I mean, I've made mistakes in my business where I've woken up and lost $50,000 because I didn't dot nine. And I'm like, you know, talk about a gut punch. That's like literally makes you want to throw up. And the, the thing is this, what I realize is a, there's nothing I can do. If there's nothing I can do, there's nothing I can do. So some of it's just the mind, like, you know, getting the mindset around it. But here's the biggest piece of it. What I realized was because I am so productive and such a hard worker and I take so much massive action that if I don't hit a goal, I am so at peace with the fact that I did every single thing that I could have done. I pulled out every stop. I stayed up late. I got up. Like I could not, I don't have the capacity to give one more percent. And so I didn't hit the goal. And I usually landed somewhere, which is fine, right? Like just short of the goal. But 99.9% .9 of the people, you feel like a failure when you don't hit the goal because you half-assed the effort. And that's really guilt and shame mm -hmm. because you know that you didn't do what you could have done. That's where, that's where your confidence takes a hit. Right. Does that make sense? Oh gosh, that's so good. I love that. And, and as you're talking and thinking in the analogy of, you know, we're in Colorado and we just had like three feet of snow in Breckenridge in the last few days and lost power and Keystone closed, Breckenridge, all the ski areas closed, but we've had a lot of time to kind of talk about um, the skiing analogy. And like, I've skied most of my life and, you know, I've skied 40 years and, um, and I never fall. And I'm thinking, you know, I was like, that's not really something to be proud of. I was talking with my kids. It's like, you know, sure, I can ski the same runs, you know, year after year, but that means I'm not growing. I'm not trying. I'm not getting better. And so as you're talking, I'm thinking in terms of this, you know, skiing and this analogy, but yes. I think it's really good. And I, I, what I love most about what you said is that you're at peace when you know you've given 100%. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's awesome. That's something that I'll take away. I think that's a really great point. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, it's, yeah. it was, it was kind of mind blowing to me because I really had to go like, what? Yeah. Why, why, why can I not hit goals? And it doesn't bother me when it literally makes other people like give up on their dreams. Right. And I realized it's, it's because I feel so confident in the fact that I couldn't have done anything else. I couldn't have given any more, you know, and that's, that's right. the confidence. That's where the confidence comes from.
That's so good. I'm going to share that with my college students too. You yes. Know, and starting a new a new semester and some of the students had, you know, not the outcomes and success that they wanted in the fall. And we're, we're spending some time reflecting on what they can do different. Um, I'm going to share that with them for sure. Awesome. 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 I mean, yeah, that's just the thing. I tell my daughter, you know, when she, she's like, my kids are complete opposites, but my daughter's the one that like breaks down and cries because she didn't get a hundred percent in every class. And and I tell her that same thing. I'm like, if you got a hundred percent in every class, I would be disappointed. And she's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, because then you're not being challenged. Like you need to be in classes that are stretching you and any human being. And this is another thing. I read this book, um, in a music class that I had to take in college. It was like an elective and it was called the seven kinds of smart. And I think they've updated it now to like the nine kinds of smart, but to be 20 years old and to grasp truly from reading that book, it was like, you know, pro athletes have kinesthetic intelligence with their body. A carpenter has like a a motor skill, you know, intelligence, A, a reader. And we always hear just math and science. But to understand that there's all these different types of intelligences and no one is designed to do all of them well, you know, like you should, in fact, excel in math. And if you're excelling in math, the expectation is that you probably suck at English, you know, like, like (laughs) that should be your expectation. Why do we put these straight A's on like that expectation Oh yeah. Just it literally can't even be, you know? Exactly. Oh yeah. And we say all the time, you know, C's get degrees, you know, and, uh-huh. and you know, I'd rather have, you know, I'd rather see my kids or my students get C's and degrees and grow and challenge and really mm-hmm. um, you know, set higher, higher goals than, you know, yeah. I coasted through with an A. I mean, of course you have to, you know what I mean, but but you know, but I totally agree with you. I think that's really good. Yeah. Like, the 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 marker of accomplishment for students should be, did you stretch yourself? Did you try hard? Doesn't, doesn't matter what the outcome is, right? Doesn't matter if it was an A, B, C, or D. It's like, I mean, I tell my, my kids that all the time. I'm like, I I want you to work for it. That's what's important. I don't care. You get straight A's and you didn't work for it. That's not, that's not good in my book. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is, um, you know, we want, um, you know, our students to feel like, um, you know, that they, they set the bar, you know, higher and higher and that they, that, you know, that they made it count and that my students and parents you know, sometimes think that, um, that I'm crazy because I say, I love it when things go off the rails. Um, and I work in a high school with a lot of kids with special needs. And, and so they're learning just how to be independent out in the community as well. And so when things go wrong, like they miss a bus or they're learning how to budget or money or whatever it is. And I'm like, this is great. And they're like, why is this great? This did not go well. And I was like, because look at what we're going to learn from it. It's so good. Things went off the rails and, and you're learning in a safe place. And, and, you know, I I like it when they're kind of in our safety net and they can learn from mistakes. Mm -hmm. And and again, that kind of also fits, you know, into a business model of, okay, Mm -hmm. I made a mistake. I I didn't dot that I and I didn't get the 50,000 or whatever, Um, you know, but it happened in a safe place or surrounded by a team where you can learn from each other. So kind of celebrating those times where, where it would be seen as failure, kind of like you were saying, I don't remember her name, but the lady who started Spanx and I heard the podcast where she was interviewed. I love that her dad said, how did you fail today? I just think that's so cool. 
So powerful. So yeah. good. Um, okay. Well, the other thing I want to give you, Lynn, though, right when you get off this call, Google Jocko Willing. Okay. Willing, Willing, I don't know how you say his last, Jocko. Good. Just okay. good. There's a really short video where he talks. It's so powerful. He talks about being like a Navy SEAL and it would be like, you know, c- catastrophic. Something would happen. And his response was good. Okay. Now we can like do it. this, you know, right. just things falling apart. Like, you know, people did this, the weapons aren't there, the whatever. And he'd be like, good. Now this, like, you know, his response yeah. was always good. I it's like such a powerful video. And they would great love tattoo. Just good right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. It would he work for several things. Yes. <laughs> because it's Jocko and kids love Jocko. Um, okay. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's a wrap, you guys. We're going to do another one of these next week. Um, I had to bump the day and the time this week, but it's going to be a lot more of a business dive the next two weeks. So there's two more of these. Um, It'll be next, I think it's the next two Wednesdays at 12 noon Eastern, but just pay attention to my story. Shoot me a DM, all the things. um, So you make sure you don't miss the next ones. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Jenny. All right, you guys go have the best day ever. I will see you soon. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on this Masterclass Monday. I hope you guys got a ton out of it. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you in my DMs. Um, You can shoot me a message, uh, comment on the post on social. We want to hear from you guys. We love to hear from you guys. What do you guys want more of? What do you need more of? How can we serve? That's what we're here to do. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys.